Welcome to the Read of Time, where we rant about Randland, we eat munchies, and we get really high. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Weed of Time podcast, where we get dank, no one is named Hank, and everything is jank. I'm the shame of Tarvalon, and I am here with my co-hosts Deng and Nospo, and we are here to talk to you about the Wheel of Time. They have both removed their glasses and are I rubbing their I'm... eyes. Mine were you pushed them up. <laughs> Just to rub my eyes. Yeah. The name Hank really threw both of us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Most, mostly I was freaking out about how the dog perfectly walked behind both of y'all's mics right after I started recording. <laughs> Like, she waited for it. She did, surely. God. Uh, this is now an all-spoiler podcast, so get out while you can if you are not down for this small spoiler, spoiler realness. Um, and I couldn't say the thing that I was... <laughs> What's up, dang? She's just funny. Continue. Thanks. So, to prove that this is an all-spoiler podcast, we're going to be talking about a memory of light a lot, so get the fuck out. Um... One of the rhymes I couldn't put in the intro because I hadn't done the spoiler warning yet was that Gowan gets shanked. Nah. He does. He does. It's wonderful. Best part of a memory of light. Oops, did you get spoiled? You should have listened. Yeah. <laughs> Leave. Uh, we're going to find out if Wayne dies too. <laughs> oh no. Rand dies. Everybody and dies. Lives. <laughs> oh, there's weird different shapes in these candies. Oh my god, shame. Holy shit. This it's, is so exciting. It is. It's They're wild. Like we'll get to that. Oh, uh, but it's Shaitan's lettuce and Munchie's time. But first, we got to do the, the lettuce. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Dang and I spoke Spinach Blue Dream, which is a sativa uh, that is 21.1% THC. Our dog is playing with a toy, um, so you might hear her stomping. Also, Blue Dream's kind of like the best strain. It's it's really legit. I like it a lot. Blue Dream makes me fuzzy. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, no spo, you are smoking. I'm smoking Redican Outlaw, a sativa dominant, which I just tried today. It's twenty point six seven percent THC. Um, I I feel quite elated, but I don't feel very high, and I wish I felt just a tick that higher, tick higher, valid. You just really liking your candies? I found a banana flavored one. Oh. I just needed to warn you that banana is coming. Incoming banana. Mm. I will not choose yellow ones. They do all seem to be banana flavored. Oh, jeez. Okay. I've had some and I haven't noticed that. Sorry, all the yellow ones. Mm, okay. Um, actually, though, no spo. We. Oui. I was really entranced by that weed earlier. Um... Because as you know, here at the Weed of Time, we love all things Redican. We do. We stand. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of our preferred strains are that. We. <laughs> Except like Blue Dream. Redican... Certainly most of our Indicas and hybrids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sativas, we have to get a little adventurous. Mm-hmm. Redican, make more sativas. We'll buy them. We will. And enjoy them. Um, on this that... is market research right here. On that <laughs> note, I would love to get some Cold Creek back in. I kind of miss Cold Creek Kush. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've been so taken in because it smells so fucking rich and dank and earthy. And it's just like the densest, most resiny looking buds. It's super resiny. I will say that that bowl was tough to smoke a little bit. 
Let, let and to cut it with something next time. Let me get a little schnoop in you. Throw a little bit of soleil. Ooh, yes. Oh, it's just a little spicy, too. It is. You know what I mean? Spicy, spicy it, for you and too crazy. Just a touch. Like, I feel like this would pair really well with coffee. <sighs> Redick and Outlaw. I just, I, I feel like that's... It's a Dang mo- really wants to be like a weed Somalia. I do, so bad. <laughs> Because I have to do market research all the time. Different yeah. kinds of coffee, different kinds of tea, mate would be so fucking cool. I would adore that oh, shit. Yeah. So I just like to point out that these rocket-shaped candies absolutely look like fucking penises. I was gonna say it's quite phallic looking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how many bowls did we smoke, dang? We listened to like an entire Dragon Force album. Yeah. So it was like five, six bowls, I think, oh, total. Um, no spoil. How much did you spoil? Like a one regular bowl. It was not my best work. We were in there for an hour. I know. I'm gonna say that's why you're not high. It's my outlaw's fault. Did I talk a lot in the garage this day? <laughs> I don't think so. I didn't. Thought it was pretty balanced out there. Mm-hmm. I just was. We not talked taking... about Dragon Force a lot because we were talking about the concert. Mm. Mm. Maybe I just need to clean my ball. Is the answer. Probably helpful, not gonna lie. PSA, clean your pieces. And you use deserve it. A mouthpiece because your lungs also deserve yes, it. Yes. We true. do. Uh not sponsored. Like you should, honestly. We mention you literally every episode. Come we on. Filters, do it please. for us. <laughs> Can please give us filters. Please make it not take four weeks. Actually though, Moose Labs, shout out to Moose Labs LLC with the mouthpieces. This week in particular, because mm-hmm. they got here with our filters so fast this time. Yeah. Nice. And it, it was very good. I was very impressed recently. We feel like we have a nice surplus now. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Did you make an order and one got here? Yeah. This week? Since the last time I feel like I mentioned it in an episode. You know oh, that's I mean? fair. Okay. I was like, that's reasonable. But mm-hmm. I, it, it's, I it's the first like time I've remembered like, to mention it. Valid. Uh, Dang and I smoked out of our 16-inch glass beaker bong which the sticker has basically come all the way off it and has. we'll have to replace it yeah that's okay we got lots of those um and maybe maybe there will be a, a merch thing happening let me know if you want that to happen we have so many stickers they're we great do. for on bongs they are they do but i'm also gonna probably do that through a store that makes it so i don't have to validate mm-hmm. the work um and then we can do way more shit, which is I just spent time designing it. But that also means we have to make a whole new logo because we'll absolutely <laughs> get sued for ours. Yes. That's absolutely true. <laughs> yes. So, sure, that, that's fun. So expect that uh, coming at some point. Um, no Spo smoked out of her peace ma- peacemaker Kelly Gagobong. Um, I don't know when the dog went back past y'all, but she's definitely walking back the other way again. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she click clacking past the mics all day? To shame me for not cutting her nails more. <laughs> um, impressions from the garage. Okay, so I gotta go <laughs> off a little bit here. Because we made a tweet today. And the tweet was, it was a who said it thing. Um, so who said it? Eating a pan fried dumpling feels like eating a naughty pierogi. And at the time I last looked at it, one person had voted for Nospo. Three people had voted for Dang, and nobody had voted for me. 
even though I was the one that said it. Now <laughs> somebody has voted for me, and I feel like that was probably dang. No, I haven't been on Twitter yet. It okay. was me, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't y'all think I'm funny? I'm so funny. I'm just, I'm, I'm just hurt. <laughs> it's always shame. Assume it's shame. Yeah, like Every time. The, the who said it? Like almost all of the time, it's me. Like I can't believe people just haven't started guessing based on patterns at this point. It's true. And like <laughs> that tweet series basically just exists to tweet out your shit posts. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I use my dang account for that. And we make polls for you on the weed of time. <laughs> so like I, I, it's been no spo a few times. It has that's been true. a few times. Such as when she wears socks in the shower. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Sober. Yes. <laughs> I just dropped Gatorade all over my fucking self. Yes. Um, <laughs> our snacks? Hold on, though. I gotta go back, because yeah. other impressions from the garage. Oh, yeah. Dragon Force lit. As you all know, we like to listen to the discographies of some of our favorite bands. We do. While we smoke, just for something intellectually to pick apart. We've been listening to Dragon Force pretty solid for the last few days. And all I have to say is, like, if you're, like, 90% of people probably listening to this podcast, you, you found out about them from Through the Fire and Flames and Guitar Hero 3, mm-hmm. and you got really into them for, like, two weeks and then realized that all of their songs sounded just like that, and then gave up. And you haven't thought about it in 15 years. Okay? <laughs> well, they're amazing. You actually do owe it to yourself if you ever liked Through the Fire and Flames. Go listen to some of their new material. They got a new vocalist in, like, 2011. Listen to their fifth album. Fifth, sixth, seventh album. Yeah, oh, great album. They're albums. all fucking amazing. And they don't get nearly enough credit from the metal world and from the general music world, because most people write them off as cartoony. But, like... I don't see that at all. They're so fucking good. <laughs> they just have extended techniques. And extended, yes! Yeah! That's just that's just abstract music. What Herman <laughs> does with his guitar to make them sound cartoony is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck is my wrist vibrating? Oh, my order has been picked up from... Nice. DoorDash. So, speaking of that, we, we got food on the way. Yeah. <laughs> we got to go... No, I have a, this this might be a longer one. Well, That's so. okay. We'll pause if we have to. Mm-hmm. Oh, munchies, quickly. Oh yeah, the munchies from bonbonsquish.com. Uh, this these are um alien invasion candies. They're they're, they're delicious. They're described as a fruity flavored vegan gummy candy, and they're UFOs because I want to fucking believe, Scully. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe. I want to believe. They look so yummy. I've been sitting here just like, oh my gosh. They They're fucking so juicy. Boy. I'm glad we saved them. I folded this one that looks like a star, so now it looks like Patrick Star from SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> beloved children's cartoon. Nice. I love that. <laughs> yes. He's I, posing. He's doing the Y in the YMCA. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Um. So I've been... Listening to my audiobook in the shatter. Because, like, you know when the whole pandemic hit and <laughs> I stopped having to drive two hours every day to work, which means that I basically stopped listening to my audiobook. So I'm still on a memory of, like, it's taken forever. Girl, I'm still on <laughs> The Great Hunt. <laughs> That's true. You've been reading other shit, though. Um, yeah. Check it out. We're busy adults. We are. <laughs> 
and life life is just pain and piss. Hey. We're important, busy adults, click clacking on our keyboards. Oh, God, God, I had to get an ergonomic keyboard because my wrists were so bad. <laughs> I've never felt older. Anyway, you're still on Memory of Light. I'm on Memory of Light, and I've been listening it to to it in the shower recently because I got a Bluetooth speaker and I could actually listen to it loud enough to actually hear it in the shower. That's win. Um, yeah. So. Things have been happening while I've been listening. Naturally. And, okay, so I'm, number one, Swan's last words to Egwene are about, like, being super proud of her. And, like, she's happy that Egwene is her legacy and stuff. And she couldn't think of a finer person to do this job. And it's the sweetest shit. And then I just know the Swan's about to go get blowed up by the, the Sharans in the Shanchan. And I hate that. And then Egwene's just going to go blow up. Too. Especially because when I stopped listening, I was in the middle of that conflict where Swan's going to appear and get blown up. No. That is like really not very Gaslight Gatekeep girl boss of Robert Jordan putting us through that emotional anguish. Yeah. <laughs> All of us on a reread be like, uh, excuse you. Pain. And piss. Piss. <laughs> There's nothing that I will miss. Um... Saw a tweet recently hmm. saying that Swan and Mor- or Swan never got to talk to Moraine while she was alive. That's wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but that's um, wrong. This is at Robert Jordan Hate page on Twitter. Yes. Um, sorry to add you like this, but sorry wrong. to add you like this, but you were wrong. <laughs> it's not the same as when we roasted the dark friend. No, it's not. It's not. You're a very cool You're person. Just, Everyone, go follow. Yeah, him. we like you a lot. You just made an oopsie doodle. That's yeah, all. oopsie doodle. You were forgetting about when. Uh, they had the meeting in the pavilion. Swan went in with Egwene and then Moraine walked in partway through. They presumably would have seen each other. Fucked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Sorry. (laughs) Just make yourself laugh now. Don't worry. I was sitting here over like Moraine walks in like, what up? I got a big cog. (laughs) (laughs) Ren's like, What? Episode title, Moraine has BDE. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just objectively true since the eye of the world. As accurate. (laughs) Moraine is amazing. One of the most consistent characters in the entire series. Who's not even there for a few books. Yeah, but she she just has just barely enough of an arc with, you know, having to learn to let go of Rand. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So she's still a functional character that changes, but she's, like, so consistent forever. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, at being a girl boss. <laughs> Goddamn right. Gatekeep. So this brings us to one of the larger discussions of A Memory of Light. Oh, good. Which is that Gowan is a piece of motherfucking shit. Yes. <laughs> he is an idiot. He's an idiot and he doesn't care about Egwene and I won't listen to anybody who says he does. You don't understand, folks. Literally, Gowan's storyline goes like this towards the end of the book. Gowan needs to learn to take a step back, to let Egwene be in the role. Let her make the decisions and he will follow. Mm-hmm. He gets over that. Literally says, yeah, gets over that, gets bonded to her in an irreconcilable way where if anything happens to him, it will greatly harm her. Gets married to her. Um, and Egwene's just like, perfect. He understands now. I love this. And then he's just angsting the whole time. He goes back on what he said. 
in the worst fucking way possible. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even remotely ask for her permission. Doesn't even remotely consider how his death might affect her and mm-hmm. ultimately the fate of the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he killed the Amberlin seat. Like, he killed the Amberlin seat. And people who are... Okay, people have gotten petty about this on Twitter, but like, no. He put her in such an emotionally vulnerable space where she was now using so much... She would have... If he was alive... She would not have been so willing to just end it all. Mm -hmm. And she did not need to necessarily go as hard as she did. She could have gone way less hard within the bounds of her power, saved it, enough people would have seen it and been able to repeat it, presumably. Or she'd try again. She she could have used a smaller amount of what she did to, like, put a band-aid on enough things for Rand to steal the dark one away. Yeah. It could have been a more coordinated effort. Exactly. But she was just, she was desperate and hopeless. Like, And why would she want to stay alive? Because we know, like, we know it's not even that she's just fucking angsting about her husband dying. Because, like, well, she is. But we also see every time a warder dies, a fucking Aes Sedai is irreconcilably upset. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with her being, like, weak or anything. It has to do with the nature of their magical bond. And he agreed to be in this magical bond with her, knowing what it entailed, and then just didn't give a fuck. And, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Gareth Bryan, does he die before or after Swan? Um, I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Neither of them are dead yet for me. I'll keep an eye out. From what I remember, he died before her. Mm. I think she Uh, died. No, she got blown up in the Sean Sean thing, and then he just went insane and ran into a bunch of Trollocs, is what I remember. Okay, okay, that's That's what I recall. But um, I, w- I will check on a read-through. Yeah. That makes sense, because Min is like, no, you need to go back to Gareth right now, yeah. or you yeah. will both die. <laughs> yeah. It's still there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just, I, I was going to say it could be useful to compare the two, but mm-hmm. because it happened differently, it's... But there is when Swan's original warder that we meet dies mm-hmm. in the first book. Or and not in the first book. Later. Early Dragon the Reborn yeah. or Shadow Rising. Whatever. When she gets when she gets stilled. Um, and her and Leanne talk about how just like, this is shitty. Why do we have to experience this? Of course I was very fond of my warder, but like, my yeah. god, this is insufferable. <laughs> yeah. Especially because it comes... Okay. This is how much we know it's a part of that magical bond. Mm. Swan does not really experience any of that other than just like sadness for him being dead until she is, um, she's unstilled by Nynaeve. Yeah. And then she gets it like an aftershock. And then she gets it as an aftershock. She has Mm. to like go sob in a room upstairs because it just hits her. Fuck. But she never had that. Uh, before the thing got restored. Interesting. So it is so much in that magical bond that they've created. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, he made Egwene kind of insane. And like, I'm sorry, Gawain easily could have woken Egwene up when they were both under the cart and had said, look, I have these. these. Yeah, because that's, the Demandred thing is just him expanding on what he already did because the second he put those rings on without even talking to her about it, he was dead. Mm-hmm. It was just a ticking time bomb. Yeah. And this is, I think, going to be how I try and summarize a little bit. Mm. I would say that for the vast majority of the series, Mm -hmm. and and this is for people who, like, disagree that Gowan's a shithead. Mm -hmm. 
really truly when reading through the series, look at all of Gowan's decisions and think about who it's for. Hot who, take. Who is he deciding it for? Because I think it's his own ego Every 99% of the yeah. time. I didn't have a huge issue with Gowan until, like, the the Rand angst was really annoying, but I didn't have, like, a huge, enormous issue with Gowan until he started being written by Brandon Sanderson. (laughs) And then I fucking hated Gowan. Yeah. And That's just my own personal observation. But, like, his character has always been angsty and dumb. And this isn't any new ground here on the Weed of Time podcast. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why everyone hates us. But it's like, we, we're not all that into Brandon Sanderson, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> no. like We'll read his books, but like I personally don't think that a fan of this series should have been one of the people reading it. Because we see him being a fan of the series affecting how he writes. Like how there is such a Matt and Perrin imbalance. There's mm-hmm. way more Perrin in what he writes than there is Matt. Because he likes Perrin as a character, and he doesn't get Matt as a character, which is why Matt loses a huge amount of depth as soon as we get into the last three books. And he just becomes a womanizer shithead. And it's just the comic relief that you feel bad laughing at, because it's still funny, but like... That's not who Matt is. Matt was a soft boy underneath, and yeah, he was had lots of sex, but like he was good-hearted, and he wasn't stupid! Mm-hmm. Brandon Sanderson did our boy dirty. And he was wary, I guess, of women, but not, like, completely against being around them or talking to them or yeah. interacting with them in he any He was just a horny straight guy, which is, like, whatever. Um, so, I have a hot take. Dealt with <laughs> a lot of horny straight guys. <laughs> um, on the topic of Brandon Sanderson and a fan not being the best choice to complete Mm -hmm. the series. Um, I've read another series that got finished by another author. Mm -hmm. And I I have a feeling a lot of people out there have too. Um, Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm. Didn't know it was two different people. Yeah, it was the first five books were uh, Douglas Adams. And he left it on this really miserable kind of cliffhanger. Mm Mm-hmm. And years later, he's like, I'm, I'm probably going to have to finish. That. I'm probably going to have to write a sixth book. And then he died very tragically. He was a lovely, lovely author, lovely part of the community. Um, incidentally, friends with Pink Floyd. Hmm. Neat. Yeah, fun fact, picked the name of their final album. Um, in any case, he died. And in 2008... Um, his publisher commissioned the author of Artemis Fowl, whose mm-hmm. first name I won't try to say, E-O-I-N, mm-hmm. last name Colfer. Mm-hmm. Okay, Artemis Fowl author, got commissioned. Like, the publisher was just like, you have a somewhat similar style. You mm-hmm. are a very good-selling author that we have enjoyed having as part of our publishing community. Here, you get this gig. I just got the approaching with our order notification. Shit. Um, to finish my point, he did a fucking awesome job. The sixth book had me in stitches. I loved it. Had he really interacted with it before? Not really. Like, I'm sure he'd read them, but Mm -hmm. like... Because he was able to come in with a clean mind and just be like, okay. He was just a complete outside professional hired, like, from from a... Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of shows how much better it can be when you choose who's best for the job. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and take a pause. Yeah, so we can hide from the delivery person. (laughs) Bye. So reprise... To Shaitan's Lettuce and Munchies. Uh, 
no updates on the the lettuce, but we got munchies. Uh, so we all have noodle and vegetable dishes with tofu. Dang and I have some barbecue buns, which are just fun buns with barbecue-y kind of stuff in the middle. And we all have deep fried dumplings. Delicious. Fucking delicious. I'm so hungry. Mm-hmm. And we all decided that vegetables would slap today. Yeah, they kick ass. I love vegetables. Mm. Um, so to lead us back into our discussion mm-hmm. on how much of a shithead Gowan is, mm-hmm. I do have to revise a statement I made earlier because I did some research while we were paused. Mm. And Mr. E. Colfer, the author mm-hmm. of Artemis Fowl, mm-hmm. he had been somewhat of a fan mm. of um, of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And he was quoted as saying, I'm quite excited to be able to do this because, you know, as a professional, I've spent years thinking about what the last book would be Mm -hmm. because he read it and he's like, oh, I never got to get finished by one of my contemporaries, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he had like a professional association with the series for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe not quite as unbiased as Brandon, uh, you know, I was trying to make with Brandon Sanderson, Mm -hmm. but still people can do a good job. Mm -hmm. Gowan's a piece of shit. Oh my God. Forever and always. Wayne should have not been in a relationship, and I will stand by that. It's like he's incapable of seeing other people as human beings, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand that he's not the main character in everybody else's stories, too. Yeah. And it's really... Especially with him as such a minor character, I find that massively frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like him his getting too big sense, for his plot yeah, line. own sense of self-importance. Hard agree. Um, that was the last thing I've written down, so I got to think of some things that I've recently read. Mm. So let me summarize some plot details, I suppose. Sure. So Rand's fighting the Dark One, and they're messing with the pattern and stuff. And I think the next thing that happens with them is going to be the world where Elaine doesn't have any life in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, where they, where they weave different versions of reality and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Dark One's done one, and it's where Nynaeve was one of the Forsaken. Fucker. And forgot that was a thing. And yeah, and Emmons Field was uh, like this war camp, and Tam got killed by a tree in the blight because the blight had spread throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, big, then, big Frodo looking into Galadriel's mirror energy. Mm-hmm. And then Rand did one, and it was Emmons Field as this giant, beautiful Ogier built city, and Two Rivers folk were revered as craftsmen and things, and there was a giant school for people to learn. Two Rivers people getting their due. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like no conflict happening other than a war and like with Shara because they were the only ones resisting the dragon's peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very far away, and the biggest conflict that had happened in like the last hundred years was a Mirandian nobleman shooting a rifle because there's rifles <laughs> um, <laughs> at, at an aisle policing group and like three of them got injured but nobody died and that was the biggest conflict that's happened in a hundred years jesus i wish wow sounds idyllic and no one died wow wonderful (laughs) and nobody died uh um also i think i would really like to have this bun as like a dessert yeah that's that's fair it's very kind of sweet compared to what I'm currently eating. Mm-hmm. Valid. Um, so that's what Rand's been doing. 
Um, um, interesting sidebar, if I could, just to throw us for a loop. For yeah, time. absolutely. Um, so <clears throat> we know that Robert Jordan sees like the wheel of time as a nearly Victorian setting almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the most people still live the life of the peasantry, but there's mm-hmm. also big cities Carrium. with plate mail and they're working mm-hmm. on cannons and shit, mm-hmm. you know? And I find that really interesting because you brought up they had guns, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's a very natural progression of technology that you have to imagine. Mm-hmm. If they have large-scale use of cannons in the last mm-hmm. battle, they're going to have handheld cannons. Very, it really very does soon. just come mm-hmm. from it, yeah. Like Which bombs the, existed before cannons did, so I just want to say that the Wheel of Time does definitely canonically have bombs. Or should. Yeah. Except the Illuminators probably wouldn't have wanted to make those, and they were the only ones that knew about this stuff, apparently. Mm-hmm. Somehow, magically. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting world building. Because <laughs> just, like, thinking about how old, like, firework technology mm-hmm. is, yeah. it should have come so far. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in any case, it's interesting to think forward to the eventual breaking of the dragon's peace. Mm-hmm. Because very, very feasibly, the next major war mm-hmm. could have, like, gunfighting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Could be lines of musketeers. Mm-hmm. It, like... Yep. Very nearly, you know, New France here in Canada shit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, th- that's what they're on the cusp of is like mm-hmm. our 16, yeah. late 1600s, early 1700s. Soon they'll get to factory farming and they'll have gun control. <laughs> yeah, they've already got all the fives. They just got to <laughs> grow. Yeah, they're very well on their way to an industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. And it's I think it's a cool thought experiment to wonder what the world's going to look like then. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how does it eventually get back to the point that it was at? Because we know that the wheel turns. I mean, the two rivers is going to get industrialized and it's going to be fucked. Of course it is, because it's eventually going to turn into Manethra. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, they're on the cusp of industrialized farming. Mm-hmm. There's going to be massive fucking huge cooperative farms, you know, with fleets of tractors and... Mm-hmm. Like, I was wrong. Hmm. Manetherin is post-breaking. First, oh. it's going to have to become something completely different because the world gets completely destroyed in the breaking. Because Manetherin was semi-adjacent with Arthur Hawkwing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And Aridol. And, yeah. Yeah. It was post-breaking history. And that's what I realized. is like, that's not even that long ago. What am I talking about? No, they're going to work their way up to luxury gay space communism. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the breaking's going to happen again. <laughs> Lanfear just can't help herself. She's gotta know. There was a team of researchers. Mm-hmm. She was just the only one that lived. She could handle the penetration. <laughs> the dark one, yeah. Yeah. She was the only. Lose there and prepped her. She's the only one with the balls to look the dark one in his taint and be unmoved. You know? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> The balls to look in the tape. That's what I fucking said, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, that was just a little sidebar about the world's going to change significantly. So much. I wonder what the two rivers would become. Mm. Hot take. Mm. Become like southern Ontario. Oof. Oh my God. 
It would be very multicultural, I think, because they mm-hmm. are having a huge amount of refugees. Mm-hmm. And they're really, really quite adjacent to Saldia, Andor, Geldan, Miranda. Well, they have very strong ties to Saldea because of Fael. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's going to have these big, sprawling metropolises interspersed with most of the land being used for huge industrial farms, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's where it's headed. It's going to get fucked. Truly. Um, when do you think Amazon's going to get invented? Oh, in no. time? <laughs> Ima- imagine in the TV show, it's a different turning of the wheel. <laughs> Amazon canonically exists already. <laughs> Just for the advertising, you know? Amazing. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, Amazon okay. started advertising to me when I was already on Amazon Prime. I'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about how I feel. Listen, oh, I, pay, true. I pay for Amazon Prime every year, and I use my Twitch Prime subscription on a Twitch streamer to then get Amazon ads when I watch them. Yeah, because the the fucking Apple TV app is horrible. Mm-hmm. That's true. The Apple TV fucking sucks. Yeah. Anyway, um, to go back to a memory of light. Um. Oh yeah. So what else is happening? Gareth, oh. Bryn, and Swan are gonna die. There's a lot of people lining up to, uh, to about to die. The the command tent oh, just got attacked by Sharans. Oh, rough. Yeah. Bad. But like I'm in the middle of that fight. And I stopped listening. Uh, no smoke. What were you gonna say? I kind of was confused about Rand and the Dark One's um, alleged fight because they kind of just chatted for a while. They were enforcing their will upon each other. And the dark one was kind of humoring Rand. That's fair. They they were they were having a dick measuring contest <laughs> to manipulate the pattern the most. It was Plato and Diogenes sitting out in the agora, just screaming at each other. <laughs> Rand needed to play in the pattern, the primordial ooze, for a while. Yeah. Other, otherwise, uh, he would not have been able to do that pipe trick at the end. True. Mm-hmm. He needed to know he had to get the skills. Mm-hmm. The skills, the kills, the dollar, dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Mm. It just was kind of like a little anticlimactic of like, I thought this was going to be like some sword fighting, but I'm not seeing a lot of sword fighting. <laughs> <laughs> there could have been some really seriously cool imagery with him, you know, fighting this cosmic void of darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Morden just there, but doesn't Not. do anything. <clears throat> they both just freeze. Mm-hmm. Now, Meanwhile, Alana's bleeding to death. Yeah, she's just over there absolutely dying. <laughs> Good riddance. And we're all like, release the bond. And she's like, not until I'm sure I'm dying. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I fucking hate Alana. Rand. Oh, this year we lost my dear Aes Sedai, Alana. Quit telling everyone I'm dead. Rand, stabbing her. Sometimes I can still feel our bond. <laughs> stab, 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 stab. <laughs> I fucking hate that. Like, I hate that she's even in the story, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'd be so much happier if the entire thing was just cut out. Mm-hmm. 
Honestly, like I'm fine with her being in the two rivers and just being an Aes Sedai that we see and stuff, but she did not need to mm. do that around. Especially since every instance of her character is, is she A, feeling Rand's pain, B, acting as a Rand compass, mm. <laughs> like C, crying. <laughs> yes. Robert Jordan didn't sufficiently plan for um, how different groups of characters were going to get together and get to different places. So he just came up with, oh, and then she force bonds Rand so that... Infinite tracking <laughs> device. Exactly. So that fucking, what's her nugget? The old eyes today. Cat Swain. Cat mm-hmm. Swain can follow Rand like a bloodhound to explain why everyone ends up in far matting in book, you know, whatever. Although we canonically know from Elias that you can mask a bond. So, like, why doesn't he just mask her bond and then she can't find him? Characters that needed to meet and discuss mm-hmm. them some things. Rand and Elias. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I feel like really. they could have hashed some shit out emotionally. Mm-hmm. Truly. Um. Oh, I will say cool moment in the battle. Because mm-hmm. I agree with you, Knospo. <laughs> it is a, um, an anticlimactic fight. Mm-hmm. I really do love the imagery of him putting on that glove of true power. Oh, yeah. Grabbing the Dark One and wrangling him back in. It gets like, pretty lit, but it is boring for a while. For a long-ass time. Absolutely. Like, especially on rereads, it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hundreds of pages of, like... No, like, a Rand section came up, and I was like, ugh, this again. <laughs> I'm like, no, keep telling me about the battle that I'm interested in. I don't want to hear about them... Playing Mega Bloks. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing. On a reread, no, when I first read it, I loved Rand sections because they advanced the plot line. Mm-hmm. I was always like, okay, good. Dark one shit. Forsaken mm-hmm. shit. Let's fucking move. Yeah. On a reread, you I, know I, I don't want to know. Yeah, you I, already know. I don't have this burning drive to just tear through so I can find out. Mm-hmm. So I'm just enjoying the character scenes more. Mm-hmm. Having a lot more fun with Nynaeve and Egwene. Yeah. Baron. Yeah. Very specific example that I read yesterday. Oh, I love Varen. <laughs> Reading Varen parts, you're just like, oh, you shady bitch. <laughs> Whereas, I, I, yeah, that's the nice thing on this reread I'm finding. Mm-hmm. Memory of Light. Um, trying to think of other things that have happened. Oh, Matt and Demandrid are... Having a battle. Uh, oh. Matt gave Galad the the amulet. The, the fox. Not his fox. The one that Elaine made mm-hmm. where if you're holding it, you can't channel. Um, he gave that to Galad and he's like, go kill as many channelers as you can. Oh, and G- <laughs> Galad's a feminist icon. He believes, we stand. <laughs> because he believes in killing people equally regardless of their gender. <laughs> <laughs> Because Elaine's like, you're willing to kill women? He's like, gender has nothing to do with how evil you are. (laughs) And Elaine's like, that might be the first thing you've ever said that made sense. (laughs) Like, like legitimately just says that to him. And I'm just like, feminist icon. Galad finally, like, turns the dial perfectly to where he needs to be. (laughs) Yeah. His moral compass isn't perfectly aligned. Yeah. We'll see how the white cloaks use that amulet thing. But he, he's going to go kill some, some channelers, I'm sure. And as part of that, he's going to find his brother, Gowan, who's going... Oh, I think Gowan dies in his arms. 
He does. Yeah, that sounds right. Because uh, <laughs> that's, of course, way more dramatic. <laughs> and then Galad's going to go get his arm chopped off and not do quite as badly as Gowan did and before Big Daddy Land comes through. Drops his head right off. <laughs> but I think especially for any older sibling, but especially because of the context, an mm-hmm. older brother and a younger brother, mm-hmm. reading that... That just gets so compelling mm-hmm. for for him to hold him rather than just, mm-hmm. oh, there's Gowan's dead body. We get yeah. to have an Aomer moment, <laughs> but it's a lot more personal mm-hmm. and direct. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of cool that Galad just found out about his half-brother being Rand Althor, a.k.a. Yeah. the Dragon Reborn, and is like, oh, okay, chill, I got this. <laughs> I know just how to piss him off. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Swinging away at Demandred like, this one's for my half-brother. And this one's for my other half-brother. Yeah. And this one's for Morgays. Oh, I realized that Galad is an uncle on both sides to Elaine's <laughs> twins. <laughs> A half-uncle? Yeah. Is he two half-uncles or is he just one whole uncle because of the law of reducing fractions? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How could we express his uncleship as a ratio, a percentage, and a decimal? Get out of here. <laughs> Sorry. I graduated grade 11, and I don't have to do math anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's what Ontario says. <laughs> yep, it is indeed. <laughs> Plates disagree. Mm. Yeah, but that's different math. I know. Um, what else? What else didn't happen? Oh, Egwene. Sylviana asked if, or told Egwene to give uh, the bond to Gowen to her. And Egwene was like, I would rather die. I'm like, that is a perfectly reasonable suggestion from Sylviana. Yep. Yeah, honestly, you should have taken her up on that. Yep, that would have been smart. Sylviana would have been much more level-headed about this than you would have been. Mm-hmm. And couldn't have blown herself up to destroy the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or to save the world, rather. Sorry. She wouldn't have also had emotional trauma to go along with this. Mm-hmm. She would. Okay, Sylviana would have been so mad about grieving for Gowan. Yes, <laughs> she would have hated it. She despised him and was correct in doing so. Yeah, Sylviana <laughs> said everything I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Sylviana, saying what we're all thinking since the Third Age. <laughs> Sylviana says. <laughs> in the Fourth Age. <laughs> Her talk show that eventually. <laughs> Sylviana speaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sylviana retires from the White Tower and has like a baller career chin. as a stand up comedian. <laughs> Just roasting Gowan Tracan. Like a really filthy one, like Joan Rivers or something. Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sylviana's walking around doing the Jimbo like, you miss your mother, smell my fingers. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I want this for her. First. Um, Pavara and Andrel are cute as shit. They're so cute. They're adorable. Has Andrel decided to open up a door to a volcano yet? Oh, he's done that. It was really epic. That is an amazing moment. It is. He's so good. Uh, he made Pavara tea by opening up a hole to a mountain spring. And then she's like, I wish this was tea. And he's like, no, nah, it's chill. And then opened up a tiny gateway to the bag of tea leaves in his office, dropped them in, heated it up by opening it up to like 
a really hot thing, like a fire, I think, or something. Uh, or no, honey dropped honey in it and then mm. heated up with fire. Um, with just like being able to channel. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, here, tea. And she's like, ah, oh, you're the best. <laughs> I cannot believe that um, Mazrum Taib does not realize how much more he can make use of Andrel. Than oh my god, Andrel is so cool. Mazrum Taib, classic dumb villain. He is like, and I will fully acknowledge that Brand or that Andrel is written by Brandon Sanderson primarily. I'll acknowledge that Andrel's still cool. It was well done, but yeah. the rest of the Matt, name. not so. <laughs> no, um, but like he totally could have done the shit of like using gateways to fart on people's faces. Oh, like, yeah, <laughs> underutilized as an asset to. Uh, commit just like psychological warfare to be real honest <laughs> against Loghain <laughs> I have a I have an idea something that neither Brandon Sanderson nor Robert Jordan thought of to use gateways for I think mm. what if there was just like a crowd like 10,000 Trollocs rushing at you mm-hmm. you're Andrew mm-hmm. you open up a gateway above the middle of the ocean mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just close it again does, doesn't them. matter because they die when they pass through a gateway. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Never well, like, get them. rid of them. Yeah, like, just dump them out in the middle of <laughs> fuck nowhere. Like, just... Drop them on the next line of Trollocs. Like, yeah! Amazing. Andrew definitely should have done that in the last battle. That would have been so helpful. <laughs> just looping a bunch of gateways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just walking in. It's like you're playing Portal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, go back and Rolling whirlwind of them just <laughs> falling through portals like it's like it's Ori in the blind forest, you know. Which we should roll uh, will of the wisps. Yeah, maybe I'll play some of that tomorrow. Mm. Anyway, um, also I think I've had two jump points. I've had fucking four. <laughs> I'm like ninety percent sure. Yeah. See if that mat adds up at some point. Uh-huh. Um, Memory of light. Uh, well, Fael's in the blight, and they are going to try to sneak through a gateway in the cursed Aiel town, and we know how well that's going to go for them. Mm. Um, she thinks Vannon and Harnan are dark friends when they were really just trying to steal Matt's tobacco. They just wanted to get high. <laughs> they just wanted to smoke. And Matt, Matt does fucking owe them. Like, for real. <laughs> like, if... If that was actually Matt's tobacco and they smoked it and successfully had it and whatnot, and like he found out, he'd just be like, I like valid. <laughs> You're allowed. It made sense. Y'all were in the blade. <laughs> Matt Cawthon, who has extra paranormal fucking ability to get infinite money and infinite pussy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to worry about a little bit of tobacco, frankly. Aww. He's so OP. <laughs> I guess it is just really? tobacco in it. Yes. <laughs> and that's why it's called tobacco. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Have you thought it was weed this whole time? No. I just was just like, it's another kind of drug thing mm. that Robert Jordan made up. And it's just tobacco. <laughs> Our listeners are going to ask you to stop doing that <laughs> under the mic, for the record. You put it to the side so you're not tempted. This true is a good point. Do you want me to get your fidget rope? 
listeners, it was in her other fucking hand. It was. Legendary. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking incredible. It's like naked pierogi shit. Naughty pierogi shit. That's going to be the name of an inn in D&D. The naked Naughty pierogi. Naked pierogi. <laughs> you just yes. get mashed potatoes. <laughs> Cheesy mashed potatoes. <laughs> you get it? Because the dough is the skin. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I wrap them. I get it. This is why we vibe. Mm. <laughs> get my shit posts. I think we more than vibe. <laughs> um, memory of light. Um. Um. Oh, uh, poor! They must have been so gooped when they were just like, "No, that's just the horn of Belir." I think actually. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah, and then a giant like people eating worm showed up. One-eyed, one-horned, blind people, worm person eater. Worm bear thing. I don't know. It's a thing in the blade. It's not described in any I mutated golem. (laughs) Yeah. Something. Um. Shit, I had something. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um. Oh, Brigitte's lost all of her memories since she was reborn. And it's very sad. And I'm like, oh, Egwene's going to get um, unconsentfully aborted soon. Uh, <laughs> or attempted. Brigitte is going to get her head sliced off. Yes. Yeah. Which is worse. <laughs> um, gruesome. Yeah. Very gruesome. Oliver's going to have to run for his life. Um, there was, I was just thinking of a thing that I would have liked to have seen in this book. Where do we... Oh, I have a... Brigida loses all her memories. Mm. There's a joke in there somewhere about hoping she can forget Elaine. Because mm. I want to dunk on Elaine, but I'm really high and tired. Yeah. And I, I, I can't get a punchline together. Listeners, can you just put it together yourselves and pretend it was funny, please? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you. Um... I, I think of things and then I forget them before somebody else is done talking. Shit. Damn it. Um, oh, Matt's being a boss ass bitch in the battle. Perrin's a bitch in the hospital. And Gaul is toughing it out for the ride of his life while Perrin takes a nap. nap. <laughs> we stand the ultimate character Gaul yeah Gaul like canonically MVP. saved the last battle yeah <laughs> he did I mean Perrin really did need that nap he did truly he was going like, to die without it <laughs> he, I just want to say he left Gaul there the he did. whole time he did it was quite rude <laughs> poor Gaul didn't send nobody for him um, anything else on Gaul? Because I did have a follow-up idea. No, go ahead. Because remember when I said mutated Grolem? Mm. Yes. A kind of... A mechanic that... Obviously, I see... I already complained about the length. I see why all these different things weren't always put in. Different opportunities weren't taken, obviously. Mm-hmm. It would have kind of been cool to see Bubbles of Evil manifest as portal stones starting to wear out a little bit Mm. and there being a little bit of thinness between different parallel worlds so at the site of portal stones things can start coming over from parallel dimensions people can just walk into other dimensions yeah 
That would have been a kind of cool bubble of evil. The universe is coming apart at the scene. It would have been cool. Um, I like that. Again, I get showing what... that the pattern is weakening. Yeah, yes. exactly. It's starting to bleed between. Yeah. A- again, it's a huge book series with so much in it. I, I can't quibble about. What about why didn't they put in this mm. thing I just thought of? But I don't know. I think it would have been cool. Truly cool. Nothing as like deeply upsetting though as when the black wind is like chanting at Rand out of it when he oh. opens the ways. And tries to reach out at him. Yeah. The ripping and the tearing. <laughs> the ripping and the tearing. Oh. <laughs> Scary shit. I didn't like it. That's going to be creepy in the TV show. Yes. Except if they do it see. correctly. <clears throat> if. <laughs> and that's a big if. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe that's going to be a big early watermark for the TV show. Is are we scared of Shadar Logoth and the Black Mint? Uh, That's Black true. Mm. Like I want it to be scary, you know, because oh, yeah. it was scary to fucking read. Yeah, like it. It should be a thing that creeps you out if you're reading alone at night. Yeah. So, or it was. So it should be a thing to creep you out if you're watching alone at night. Absolutely. Um. Okay. All right, so we're gonna call it there, folks. It's all we can think of for memory. Yeah, I am gonna keep reading, and I'll get more stuff. Promise. And I promise I'll read the Great Hunt. (laughs) Bitch about more things. Yeah. So thank you for joining us for this episode of the Weed of Time podcast, and we hope you tune in again soon. Please let us know any of your thoughts on today's episode on Twitter or Discord at the Weed of Time, and check out our Patreon for cool bonuses like our What the Weed chart, where we review the weed that we smoke. If you are a Canadian in particular, that would probably be very useful because it would be the same shit. Uh, If you have a second to rate and review our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, remember that the weed weaves as the weed wills. And now... Bye! Have a beautiful time!
tears of the fallen Echoing fears of the warrior 